Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Teresa, and with me today is... Steve. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christ-likeness as we explore scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our journeys of faith. Today we are in Psalm 38. We are. Mm -hmm. It's the Psalm of David. And uh, go ahead, Steve, why don't you read this for us, if you don't mind? <laughs> why are you giggling or laughing? I don't know if men giggle. Well, because sometimes you ask me politely to read it, sometimes you're like, go ahead and read it. <laughs> like today. I'm feeling a little bossy today. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry. Please yes. read. <laughs> Psalm 38. Do not forsake me, O Lord. O Lord, rebuke me not in your anger, nor discipline me in your wrath. For your arrows have sunk into me, and your hand has come down on me. There is no soundness in my flesh because of your indignation. There is no health in my bones because of my sin. For my iniquities have not gone over my head. Like a heavy burden, they are too heavy for me. My wounds stink and fester because of my foolishness. I am utterly bowed down and prostrate all the day until I go about mourning. For my sides are filled with burning and there is no soundness in my flesh. I am feeble and crushed. I groan because of the tumult of my heart. O Lord, all my longing is before you. My sighing is not hidden from you. My heart throbs. My strength fails me. In the light of my eyes, it also has gone from me. My friends and companions stand aloof from my plague. My nearest kin stand far off. Those who seek my life lay their snares. Those who seek my hurts speak of ruin and meditate treachery all day long. I am like a deaf man. I do not hear. Like a mute man who does not open his mouth, I have become like a man who does not hear, and in whose mouth there are no rebukes. But for you, O Lord, I do wait. It is you, O Lord, my God, who will answer. For I say, only let them not rejoice over me, who boast against me when my foot slips. For I am ready to fall, and my pain is forever before me. I confess my iniquity. I am sorry for my sin. But my foes are vigorous, and they are mighty, and many are those who hate me wrongfully. Those who render me evil for good accuse me because I follow after good. Do not forsake me, O Lord. O my God, be not far from me. Make haste to help me, O Lord, my salvation. Thank you. This psalm... It's a very happy psalm. It is so... It is dark. And I I think... But this psalm reminds us of the darkness of sin and the effects it has on our life, how sin weighs on us and it destroys. So before we dive in a little bit, in some of my readings, I was reading about the Lord's discipline. So I think if we maybe talk a little bit about what does that mean? How do we understand what the Lord discipline, what it means? Well, first, there's two different forms or types of discipline that the Lord gives us. And one is instructive, right? Where the Lord disciplines us to produce fruit, to produce godliness. And this is the discipline from, oh, I forgot that I want you to read verses. (laughs) Sorry, I I missed a bit. (laughs) Hebrews 12, if you want to just kind of look that up a little bit while I talk. All over the place. Hebrews 12, I can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the discipline from Hebrews 12 that he's talking about here. The instructive discipline to produce fruit and godliness. Verses 7 to 11, if you don't mind. Okay, Hebrews 12, 7 to 11. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline, in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Besides this, we have his earthly fathers who disciplined us, and we respect them. 
Shall we not much more uh, be subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time as it seemed best to them. But he disciplines us for our good, Mm. that we may share his holiness. For the moment all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness in those who have been trained for it. Right, righteousness. And it's painful, but it's because he loves us for our good and for our joy. So that is the first. That is the instructive discipline. The corrective discipline, which happens because of our continued sin, our continued rebellion against him and against the conviction of the Holy Spirit revealing sin in our life. So for David and Bathsheba, David was disciplined in this. I mean, it affected Bathsheba, even though David was the one that kind of brought on that whole uh, situation. But I think it's important for us to remember that corrective discipline is not penal discipline, but it is discipline, right? Um, The commentary, one of them that I was reading says, we don't always think about this the corrective discipline, because we find it so hard to process in the light of of other parts of the gospel truths, right? Right. Um, We don't like to think about it, but but it's there. And Psalm 38 actually gives us three truths that come from the corrective discipline of the Lord. So verses verses 1 and 2, so there's love, right? There's love in the corrective discipline um, of the Lord. So verse 1 and 2 says, O Lord, rebuke me not in your anger, nor discipline me in your wrath. For your arrows have sunk into me, and your hand has come down on me. So David is begging the Lord, do not discipline me in your anger. Like, I feel your heavy hand on Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. And I think so often we get discipline mixed up with abandonment, or we feel like God is against us. But we are told in Scripture that God disciplines those he loves. Yeah. That imagery of the arrow piercing in, mm-hmm. right? It's one thing. So as a guy who... Um, likes archery. Or likes archery. Um, do, do lots of target shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, have uh, a few different bows and have actually hunted. Right. Y- it's super easy to put an arrow in something and not kill it. Okay. But you absolutely know what that pain feels like. And if you've ever had the displeasure of stepping on a nail... Also, they, I have not. They say that that is similar. Like really? you feel something. Go I know lots into of people that have, <laughs> and it hurts, and something uh, feels wrong. Okay, and it's this this massive discomfort that is just pushed into you, and even after you pull it out, it still feels like it's there. Interesting. Like there's this okay. phantom yeah. leftoverness of it. Uh, and I just can see as that. you read that, right? Your arrows have sunk into me, yeah. and your hand has come down, and it's just like. I can feel that. Right? Yeah, 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 and it, and it hurts. Do you have are, Proverbs 3, yep. verses 11 and 12? 11 and 12, my son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof, for the Lord reproves him who he loves as a father, the son in whom he delights. Right, so I do, like he delights. He disciplines those he delights in. Yeah. So this is, again, where we see love in discipline. God is protecting, he's correcting, he's moving us in the way that he wants us to go in love for our joy, for his glory. Um, The second thing that we see in this psalm that discipline brings is pain. Verses 3 to 20, right? (laughs) I was going to say, the rest of it. (laughs) Well, almost. Uh, David is in pain. He's in pain physically. Like literally, his body is hurting, and yep. he's in pain emotionally. Verse 3, there is no soundness in my flesh because of your indignation. There is no health in my bones because of my sin. So yeah. physically, he's not healthy. 
He's not in a healthy yeah. place. Verse four, for my iniquities have gone over my head like a heavy burden. They are too heavy for me. So he's feeling that weight. It's weighing him down. It's hurting him. Yeah. And then verse five, he admits this here, right? My wounds stink and fester because of my foolishness. So this yeah. is all happening because of his foolishness. Yeah, there's definitely a piece of David sinned against God here. Right? Yeah, and, and oh, again, 100%. Again, I don't see in my Bible a reference of what this time could have been. So No, it talks about the memorial offering. I'm not sure what that is. I couldn't find any information on that. Maybe I was looking not in always the right place, but um, this is yeah. definitely where, yeah, David is sinned. And it is affecting everything about his life, his relationship with God, his relationship with other people. Verse 6, he goes on and says, I'm utterly bowed down and prostrate. All the day I go about mourning. So he's mourning. He's grieving this uh, at this time through this discipline. And then verses 7 and 8. For my sides are filled with burning, and there is no soundness in my flesh. What? Why are you laughing? I'm just the it's imagery. Not funny, the oh, German, imagery of very, it, like I, I think stink, what you call I fester. Dramatic a little bit. Yeah, hey? I stink. I fester. I'm bound down. I'm prostrate. My side is burning. Well, it's poetry too, so it is dramatic. I'm just like never. <laughs> like it's not good when somebody says my side is burning. Burning, right? No. Like like appendicitis, maybe. I don't know. Right, like. Burning like you burnt yourself, or burning like you got some kind of weird infection, or burning like you are so well, wrapped but then listen, up that you have like heartburn. Yeah, or? well, that's fair. Um, he goes on. I am feeble and crushed. Yeah. I groan because of the tumult of my heart. So here is talking his side, yes, but his heart, his yeah. chest, um, his body hurts. He's crushed. He's heart sick, and that yeah. affects us not just emotionally, but it affects our bodies. And we know that now. In, uh, in the medical world, right, where when you are depressed or when you are upset, like, it yeah. affects us physically. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. when we the, see those. The mental, emotional, mm-hmm. psychosomatic kind of stuff Absolutely. can actually physically manifest in a bunch of different ways. And, right, and that's, that's, the, that's the problem that doctors in our world today have mm-hmm. is they've got to look at the physical problems yeah, yeah. and try to fi- figure out is there a mental, emotional uh, yeah, aspect the roots? to this, right? Where like, is it what's coming going from? on here? Yeah, absolutely. Um, verse nine, O oh Lord, all my longing is before you. My sign is not hidden from you. So he's bare before the Lord. He realizes yeah. that God sees him. God is there and God is aware of him and his situation. And he is admitting that he is bare and broken before the Lord. Verse 10, my heart throbs. My strength fails me. The light of my eyes has gone from me. Now he talks about the light of his eyes a few times in the Psalms. We've seen this, Um, but he can't see. He has no strength. He's in darkness. You go back even a few hundred years and the way people wrote about life, that light in your eyes is the difference between being alive and dead. Yeah. A hundred percent. Dead eyes. It's like John with the X's on the eyes. Dead eyes have no sparkle. (laughs) That's right. And it's Exactly. So this yeah. is what he's saying. This is how he is saying. So like we're only in verse 11 and we're got to keep going to verse 20. Like this is a lot of pain. Yeah. Like the Lord is over all of this, but David is feeling it. He's saying verse 11, my friends and companions stand aloof 
from my plague, and my nearest king's kin stand far off. So the yeah, people are abandoning got a, he's him. He's got burning in his side. Oh, he and stinks. Like he stinks <laughs> and he's festering. Like, he I'm not, like, he's you clearly know? complaining. <laughs> a little well, bit. Well, but if he's being like truthful, like yeah. if he's actually got something going so on all that of is this, like nasty, yeah. yes, nobody is going to stand no, beside him. No, but that's what I mean. He's got all of this going on. He's heart sick. He's hurting. And now his friends and family are like, uh, we're out. Like, you're gross. We don't want to have any part of this. You figure yeah. this out between you and God, and, you know, maybe we'll be here when you're done. <laughs> so he's lost everyone who was yeah. close to him. Well, and this is, I got a little note in, in mind that yeah. from Kidner, which oh, I yeah. know, the word plague is perhaps chosen for association with leprosy, for this is how friends were treating King David. Like right? he had, like he was a leper. A social, and that's, that's something an emotional that, leper? You no, know, but see, the leprosy... Uh, the word that gets translated into English in leprosy in all of the Levitical laws, yeah. it has a lot to do with like skin diseases. Yes, right? I knew so that. So if you have like psoriasis right. or eczema or, eczema or those Which I'm kinds sure of things, they had those It would things. qualify to make you unclean. Right. It would be gross, yes. potentially smelly. Yeah. Well, and but, often... But people wouldn't want to be near you, but you yeah. weren't actually going to die. No. Right? I like, it's not you, like you leprosy. Like, like you we might. think leprosy, you like you're... Your body your parts are falling, falling off. falling off, right? like Robert Bruce, right? <laughs> that was a reference to Braveheart for the, the movie. For it. Yeah, sorry, that, guys. Uh, um, don't, I would have went to Kingdom of Heaven and, and the King of Jerusalem. Oh, that is a right? good one, but too. Uh, I have seen Braveheart more. Another different movie that had a leper <laughs> in them. But that's our modern understanding. The biblical equivalent right. of it is all sorts of skin diseases. That just means your skin's not perfect. Well, and nowadays... Like bad acne like, would have been yeah, a form yeah. of Yeah, and what causes these skin things? A lot of times, sure, it's diet and it's maybe hereditary and all that, but stress also is a huge contributing factor. Yeah. And we know yeah. that David's extremely stressed here. Um, verse 12, those who seek my life lay their snares. Those who seek my hurt speak of ruin and meditate treachery all day long. So here he's feeling vulnerable. He's mm-hmm. feeling his enemies are encroaching. They're planning for him. So he's kind of despairing a little bit here, right? Because he says in verse 13, but I am like a deaf man. I do not hear like a mute man who does not open his mouth. I have become like a man who does not hear and whose mouth are no rebuke. So he's mm-hmm. listless, right? He's waiting for the Lord. He, he has no hope in anyone or anything other than the Lord. And, and he knows this. Yeah. Right, so verse 15, he's saying, But for you, O Lord, do I wait? It is you, O Lord my God, who will answer. So he knows he's gone through all this pain. He's experiencing the pain of discipline, the pain of the um, consequences of the sin in his life, yep. the darkness that it's bringing. And he's saying, But Lord, I'm waiting for you. Yeah. You are the one who will answer me. You are the only one who will make a difference at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, verse 16 and 17, he says, For I said, only let them not rejoice over me, who boast against me when my foot slips. For I am ready to fall, and my pain is ever before me. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I, I'm already at the end. This is, what, this is the most I can handle. This is, like, I'm already in all of these places. Don't let them get me. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm already vulnerable. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I see that, that, that uh, what is it, verse... 16, don't let them boast against me when my foot slips. Mm-hmm. Let them not rejoice over me. Right in church, we're going through preaching our way through the Psalms of Ascent. We just did Psalm 121 where it says, mm-hmm. 
I trust in the Lord who won't let my foot slip. Mm-hmm. Whereas here it is, mm-hmm. let them not rejoice over me if my when, foot slips. When or my when, foot right? slips. Because he's taking his eyes off of the Lord. Yeah. Right? Like in this moment, this psalm is a direct result of him yeah. taking his eyes off of the Lord. Yeah. It's always interesting when you, when you get these moments where things begin to intersect and stuff connects to other places and you start to realize like there's so many of these problems that we have in life that are just rhythmically oh, part of life. Totally. Right? Oh, no, that's right. And then finally we get to verse 18. So he's talking about his enemies and he's, um, don't let them, I'm in pain, don't let them take over me, where he says, and he confesses, I confess my iniquity, I am sorry for my sin. Mm-hmm. And what is corrective discipline from the Lord about? It's to bring repentance and to restore us to himself. Yeah. So here David confesses. And then in verse 19, he goes on, 19 and 20. But my foes are vigorous. They are mighty. And many are those who hate me wrongfully. Those yeah. who render me evil for good accuse me because I follow after good. So he is repenting, but he's still saying, my foes are stronger than me. They yeah. are big and they can get me, but in you, O oh Lord. You have to protect me and save me, right? Yeah. So some versions put that they are my adversaries, right? Yeah, foes, that's my right. Adversaries. Yeah, that's right. I'll note here in mind that says the root word for that in the Hebrew is the same root that gives us the word Satan. Interesting. So we're talking like Strong, satanic, satanically evil. they hate me. Like this is like the well, depth and of it does say wrongfully. Opposite. Like there's no reason other than yeah. I want to do good and I want to follow you, basically, yeah. right? Which right. makes sense. Um, but the, so then we see that we see that correct that discipline. There's love in it. Mm. We see that there's also deep pain in it. But thirdly, what we see is that there is hope. Yep. Strong hope. So we have. Verse 21 and 22, do not forsake me, O Lord, O my God, be not far from me. Make haste to help me, O Lord, my salvation. So David is begging for God not to forsake him, for him to be close to him. And it's in this moment that he recognizes that it is the Lord who is his salvation. Mm. So in the middle of his pain that we just read about, a lot of pain, we see a great hope, the hope that he yeah. has in the Lord, right? So his pain brought him back to the Lord. Yeah. He's repenting and looking to the Lord for salvation. Yeah. And in that last little bit right there, right? And I know I pointed this out, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but when you see the capitalized Lord, that's Yahweh. Right, yeah. Um, I think I was the last So week here's week. the three names of God that the Hebrews used a lot. It's the O Lord, Yahweh, yeah. my God, which is my God, Elohim, yeah. and then salvation. My master, savior, oh Lord, my salvation. Right. right. Those are the three most common ways that the 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 Hebrew people would talk about God. So here here you get to the end, and he's like, like I got problems, and I got people after me, and this is bad. It's all me, 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 me. Yeah. But like you said, the discipline brings him right back to that spot where right. he's like, wait a second. Yeah. No, absolutely. Wait a second. Right. God's motivation, like we just said, is always to love. And bring you closer to him so that you turn from your sin and look to him and can be restored back to him. Mm. What in your life can you think of that maybe you were being disciplined by the Lord, that maybe you thought you were abandoned or you were upset about something, but it was actually the Lord coming in and turning your eyes to him? Mm. What do you need to repent of and turn from? Is there anything in your life that you're holding on to that is keeping you from the Lord? Turn to him. My encouragement is to look to Jesus. 
He loves you, and if you and when you are, because as believers, we are told that we will be disciplined in order to be brought closer to him to provide yep. fruit, like a pruning. Maybe not discipline like you're disciplining your child, but like the, the discipline that provides fruit and pruning of a branch, that sort of thing. It causes pain, but he's doing it because he's drawing you closer to him. Yeah. So you turn from your sin and look to him. And remember, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. So even through all of these emotions that David is feeling, there's no condemnation. And there's no condemnation for you. Our greatest joy is in him alone. Yeah, well, thanks for joining us for our conversation today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe, leave a like or comment on our social streams, or even tell others about us. We appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested. As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day. Hope you can join us next time. Until next time.